Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. On Friday night during the first Workplace Prayer Live, we had planned to have everyone offer a short introduction to themselves. I was like, I want 30 seconds, name, location in the world, what you do for a living, and a few gifts that you carry. And one of the ways that I put it was to own your awesomeness. I want you to own your awesomeness because we each have things that are easy for us, but are challenging for others. Or we have things that we are passionate about that somebody else would need to know about that in order to have, um, in order to talk about that. So, so here's a few stories around this particular unusual conference beginning. (laughs) First of all, that had made a lot of sense when we were expecting like 45 people. Uh, we've, we've seen events like that in the past where you have a big circle and everybody speaks. But as Bob's very intentional prayer for 70 was answered, <laughs> we were sitting planning that evening session and Bob was like, I don't see how we can do it. I think we might need to adjust this and just let it be in your circle that you introduce yourselves. And basically, I mean, I almost started crying when he said that, but I I understood the point because I recognize that although you say 30 seconds, nobody knows what 30 seconds actually feels like unless you've practiced it. And even professional speakers, as far as I know, uh, it's like a, (laughs) an unfunny joke for conference schedulers that they will often go over sometimes very significantly and you have to adjust on the fly. So I, and I've seen this at almost every conference I've gone to that the overall pattern does not, (laughs) does not stick very closely to the agenda. And, and that's, you know, on the one hand, that's fine. But on the other hand, it would be very tiring to have 70 people each give a three minute introduction to themselves. But basically, we hadn't lined up an alternative speaker. And if we all just stayed at our tables, so you have seven or eight um, people talking, that's not very interesting. Or that, that's not long enough. So it's kind of like, it'll either be too long or it won't be long enough. And <laughs> so we were like, well, we're going to stick with the plan. And so here were some observations from that experience because I was very proud of the group as a whole. I think it didn't take us an hour and 10 minutes (laughs) or 35 minutes or whatever it would have been if we had all been actually 30 seconds. I had known it wouldn't actually take 30 seconds because by the time you've walked the mic here and there and done all the handoffs and such, I had mentally budgeted a minute if everybody had stuck to the 30 seconds. But the fact then that it didn't take 70 minutes, but it took probably more like 135. We were maybe 25 minutes over. Again, that was, that was impressive. It was, uh, it meant that most people were pretty good about sticking to the time frame, and the ones that weren't, there's such grace. So one of the reasons why we felt like that would be an important experience was 
we wanted everybody to have a voice. So it's there's something so strong when people are actually able to speak before the larger group. One of the comments my sister made, she said that her church has been experiencing this time of revival recently and the different people will come to give testimonies maybe a couple nights a week and she said it's beautiful but people get very intimidated when they speak and so oftentimes they'll stand there and their hand will shake and you know they'll be like hi I'm really nervous and we didn't have that at all it was powerful to see person after person stand up and give their little introduction to themselves not little but their short introduction to themselves and to be at peace as they did it. I, I was actually astonished because I have seen that same kind of nervous energy come over people and have maybe experienced it a little bit myself. So that was, that was powerful. Another thing that happened, and part of the reason why I really didn't want it to be at specific tables, is that in any gathering, you're going to usually sit at a table if you know the people. Um, and that makes sense. You know, oftentimes if you're at a, a workshop with someone that you maybe have seen, you know, the last, the previous year and you haven't talked to them since then, there's a, a desire to meet them again, to talk to them again. And, um, and so th- there's nothing wrong with being in your circle. You get to grow the relationships and that's powerful, but it's, uh, it's not helpful for expanding your circle. <laughs> And then in this case, also, this is South Carolina, and we were so blessed to have uh, maybe a dozen of our African-American brothers and sisters find out about the conference kind of last minute and come and join us. And and yet they all knew each other. They all went to the same church. And so most of them were at one or two, most of them were at one table and then maybe a second or third table as well. But it was beautiful to say, oh, you don't even go to the same church. Like let's cross pollinate the, so that those who are local have the opportunity to meet one another and, and to see what kinds of gifts are carried. So that was so beautiful. And that was probably my single word that I kept thinking was, we need the cross-pollination. We need the gifts to be exchanged across the room. But as we were driving away, my husband said, you know, I was surprised because there were certain people that I thought, I have to talk to that person. And then there were certain people where it was like, I don't need to talk to this person at all. Like, it was kind of like, there were, it was like the Holy Spirit was moving things to say, this one carries something that you need and this one doesn't. But so often when we go to a conference, it's kind of more like, I mean, you can hope that you'll run into the right person who has the thing you need, but there's no guarantee of that. So when one of the speakers or one of the guests um, has been a missionary in Europe for a time and she said something like, I like to make the gospel simple for people. And my sister was like, well, I want to know more about that. So the next day at lunch, she sat down and was like, so tell me how you do that. Because that was a specific gift that one carried that could be cross-pollinated to Colorado. But again, without knowing, there would have been no way for Janelle to know, let me ask that specific question of that specific person. And so... I felt like one of the gifts of that time was that the entire next day, every time there was a break, there was a happy hum of conversation. 
There was no one who was missing or like no one was just sitting there feeling kind of left out. It was like, oh, the cross pollination was happening. And I knew enough of the people to be able to look around and say, oh, I know why that connection is precious or, oh, I know why that person is ministering to this one. Oh, it was so beautiful, so powerful to see. So for me, who loves time and loves relationships and loves giftings, that was really, really amazing. And I will also say, one of the comments that my mom made was, this really was worth the price of admission, just this one question. Because how often do we come to an event or do we come to our life and say, I want to own my awesomeness? That's not easy. And even to be able to identify what is your awesomeness? What is the thing, the gift that you carry? And it might be a spiritual gift like encouragement, or it might be like my husband. He is extremely strategic, so he can see things from a a high perspective and know like big picture what needs to happen. That's one of the gifts that he carries. And yet that isn't necessarily something that he would wake up and think, oh yes, one of the gifts that I carry is the the ability to gain perspective easily. So anyway, I just offer that to you as something that you might want to consider for yourself or for your family to say, what, what is the gift that I bring to the world? And to just hold that and see, Jesus, you've given this gift to me. Let me use it well. So Lord, I'm thankful for the gifts that you do give us. I'm thankful that you give us a voice. Thank you, Lord, for all of your goodness. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen.